expectations. Welcome back to Friends and Low Expectations. Uh, we are definitely those friends in the lowest of expectations. And man, it's been a They've while, never guys. Been it's lower. Good to see everyone. Yeah, yeah. the expectations have literally never, never. been lower. It's, it's almost been two months. Wow. We did what? Early March? Yeah, it's almost been two yeah. months. Yeah. Goodness. Well, things things could be worse. Things could be worse, but well, well, majority of the expectations is could your... be lower. Majority of the feel... week, we could hold quorum on Friday if we wanted to. We'll have 50%, won't we? Yeah. I think yeah, so. I think so. Us three, Carl. And Fern. Yeah, Fern. I think that's it. Man, Man. no cheese. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a low expectations board meeting. I don't think Austin's making it. Mm. Actually, I don't know that Austin got invited. Austin, if you got invited, let us know. Mm. <laughs> Drop it in the chat. <laughs> and if you didn't get invited, I'm really sorry that this is how you found out you didn't get invited. <laughs> this is how we make things awkward. <laughs> but here we are. I feel Keith. Uh, before we jump into things. Um, Speaking on the other form of football, how how would you feel your expectations have been lowered even further now being a Tottenham <laughs> fan? Um, I got to be honest with you. I didn't think my expectations could get lower. Um, and then I started following the Coys. And uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is bad. This is bad. Watching the match on Sunday, I, I think I've only felt that bad watching one of my teams play. On like two other occasions, and one and both of them were watching the Hurricanes. <laughs> um, one of them was in 2007 when me and my dad went to the last game at the Orange Bowl, and uh, Virginia beat us. I think it was like 47 nothing. Um, and then the other time was when we lost to FIU in 2019. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, this the this quickly jumped into my uh, third most disappointing <laughs> sporting experience. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they've, they've definitely taught me how to get my expectations even lower. So yeah. the good news is I think I'll be ultra prepared for this next fantasy season. Oh yeah. Cause you gotta, you gotta prepare for the toilet bowl already. We know. You're... Yeah, I know. <laughs> gotta go repeat. Yeah. My, uh, you know, whoever I dropped in the first round is going to be out like eight weeks with a, you know, stub toenail. Um, so and you might as well, yeah. and then you'll trade him away and it'll be an all-star. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So these things work, but man, the the NFL draft is two days away. We'll all be well. You guys will be together for at least day one of the NFL draft, which mm-hmm. is pretty exciting. With big barley uh, too, yeah. With big, big barley too, yeah. And uh, so Philly, talk to us. Talk to us what we've got in store for tonight and uh, in, in our low expectations mock draft. Well, if you are a longtime listener of the show. Uh, you'll remember that we did this last year with Big Barlito. Um, so we're going to do um, kind of a, a, a standard mock draft. Um, we're going to lay some ground rules out now for this. I think we were talking about this before the show started, and we, we chatted a little bit in the uh, in the league group chat earlier um, as well. But this is a draft that could have a lot of movement uh, as far as trades, um, uh, you know, different picks like last year there was you know probably seven guys that we thought would go in the top five 
there wasn't we didn't really think people were going to really reach too far for folks it was kind of just like a you know if Aiden Hutchinson goes there then Kalon Thibodeau goes there like it was those were the guys that were going to be in the top five was just kind of where they were going to shuffle um this year you know it's uh it's going to be the wild west uh obviously the Panthers traded up to get Bryce Young or who we assume to get Bryce Young uh, at least have the number one pick um and then you've got several um, quarterback-hungry teams, uh, even teams that I wouldn't say necessarily are quarterback-hungry, um, but could, you know, if, if the right quarterback's there, it could make a move for them. Uh, Sam was talking earlier about, you know, the, there's mock drafts that have the Vikings trading up to two to get a quarterback. Um, so it could be a, a really wild and crazy one. We are going to go. Tennessee potentially moving up to take a quarterback. Yeah. So th- this mock draft will, I think, be more about the talent and probably more of a uh, of a ranking of the players with some fit, obviously. Like, we're not going to have um, the Bears go draft a quarterback because they clearly are in on Justin Fields, which is why they traded out of one. But knowing that teams could trade around, it'll be a bit about fit, um, but also probably a bit about, like, talent-wise, this person would go here. Um then understanding that this will probably be blown to smithereens and um, the first round will probably look nothing similar to this at all. So those are kind of our ground rules. Keith, I think you have the the board up and are going to, are going to keep track of this. So uh, for our visual uh, learners, we will have um, uh, the kind of Keith screen of this, but I will also, um, as we make picks, I'll kind of give us a recap as we get to probably every five picks I'll recap. Uh, where we are at um, so you can keep keep track yeah and i just wanted to add as well um, we will take a stab at the very end um, of like trying to maybe guess some of these potential trade spots but like philly said in real time we're just going to assume like the the best available players within you know that fit reason are going to go where we project them um and then like i said at the very end we will uh, try to offer some like hot takes or, you know, maybe potential trade opportunities um, that we could foresee happening in the draft. Cause like Philly said this year, it's probably more unpredictable than really any year in recent memory with just all this misinformation. And I'm not going to say misinformation, but a lot of information going on around who's interested and who at quarterback and all that good stuff. So. Um, and then I think yeah, as best we can too, my... when we finish up is a little bit of like who, obviously this is, you know, about fantasy. So who, you know, based on where they go, based on the situations there, you know, who could be an immediate impact as a rookie, um, you know, or does the presence of this person as a rookie bolster a veteran's um, chances at, at excelling? Um, so we also may have some time to talk Aaron Rodgers. I'm really interested to think, hear what y'all think about, um, about what that does for both the Packers and the Jets in terms of fantasy. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I am going to share my screen. Everyone looking at the Pro Football Focus? Yep. So we are using, uh, this is an unpaid um, advertisement. We're using the Pro Football Focus um, mock draft simulator here. So um, I've selected like picking for every single team. And then you can see here on the right, um, this is Pro Football Focus's ranking um, for each of the players. So we'll go through. Um, and, you know, make our, make our picks respectively and then, um, offer any kind of insight. So, um, who wants to, who wants to kick us off in this three man rotation here? 
I'll do it. Yeah, let's, say, let's go. Let's go. Commish Keith Philly. Okay. Um, I think this number one overall pick is pretty straightforward. I think Keith probably agrees with me. I think Philly might be the only outlier in, in the possibilities of what's going to happen here. Uh, obviously, the, the people are. Uh, I think misinformation is probably part of it, or people trying to sway what's going to happen uh, at one. But I think this one's pretty straightforward. I think the the Panthers are locked in on uh, Bryce Young, and I think that's who they're going to take with the first overall pick. Yep, I uh, I agree here. Um, like you said, Philly uh, Philly might disagree, but uh, we Philly, if you want to make a quick comment on what you think might happen there, <laughs> yeah, I I just see. Um... The Texans needing a quarterback. And this is where, like, I, I would not be surprised if Bryce Young goes number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. I would also not be surprised if the Panthers can get some capital back and they have somebody that they don't think the Texans are going to take, i.e. a C.J. Stroud, that they could trade back to two, let the Texans get Bryce Young, still get their guy at two, and get some extra draft capital. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would not be surprised if something like that did happen. Um, I don't think it... I, just being in Carolina, I just, being in Charlotte, I just don't feel like uh, <laughs> the Panthers... Um, the Panthers could really easily do the thing that you don't think they're good, that they should do or are going to do. Um, so that's just where I see that. I, I mean... Again, we talked about some crazy things happening here. So, like, you know, I've seen the Bucks trade up to number one in some in some mock drafts. So, this could be a wild wild ride. I just think um, there's three or four quarterbacks at this point that are all pretty even, and it's just going to be about personal preference. And if the Panthers are not sold on Bryce Young and could be convinced about C.J. Stroud, and they feel like they could get a little bit extra capital out of it, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah, that, that might make a little bit of sense. Um, you know, originally when we were talking about this before the show, I definitely thought you were meaning like potentially trade out of the top five. And that's why I was so adamant. Like they didn't trade into the, they didn't oh, trade no, up to no, number no. one to trade out of the top five. So no, 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 not trade out. I don't, I don't mean like trade back but one pick down and you can still get the quarterback you want and get some extra capital. You know, I think that could make sense. And just what I don't know is their, their valuation on CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young seems yeah you know, i think i think that would here. be the i think that would be the the piece there is like if if the texans don't care between bryce young or cj stroud or they don't see that there's much of a difference then it's like yeah sure we'll take either one um you know you can have right. you will we'll trade up or whatever um, or sorry the, the panthers yeah but yeah um keeping us moving here i for for as much as for as much as the texans need a quarterback of the future um, I think it's my personal opinion that Will Anderson is the best player in this draft. Um, I certainly think he's at the very least one B, um, with Bryce Young being one A. Um, I, I think they're gonna take Will Anderson here. So I'm gonna have the Texans stay and put at this pick, um, grabbing Will Anderson, uh, what I think is a, a can't miss D line prospect. Um edge rushers really are um just so difficult to come by. So um, really good edge rushers. They are a premium. So I think, uh, they grab a, a defensive cornerstone here. Um, but yeah, I'm a uh, Texans taking Will Anderson jr. At number two here. Yeah. 
I like that pick. I think it's a home run for the Texans. They're not sold on uh, from all the reports that have come out. They're not sold on the quarterbacks in this draft, uh, and uh, maybe they'll you know they could they could draft a quarterback later on in the in the draft or wait till next year and hope they still suck and take Caleb Williams number one overall. But yeah, I think this is the the right pick. I think the Texans could 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 hope uh, that they. They either just go this year without a quarterback or without a pick that they want a quarterback, or they can hope at 12 uh, some, somebody falls to them. There's enough that, it, that it's a potential. But, um, that's, for... So that's, that's part ahead. of the reason – sorry, Philly. I was just going to say that's part of the reason why I think they'll go with Will Anderson here um, because I do believe that the Texans have some eyes for Anthony Richardson, um, and I think that they might roll the dice here that Anthony Richardson is available at number 12. Um, and so if that's the case, then you get, you know, arguably the best player in the draft and you get a guy, um, who might be your potential, um, you know, franchise quarterback. So that's why I got him sticking with Will Anderson here, as opposed to taking, you know, the, whoever the Panthers don't want at one with, uh, Young or Stroud. Yeah. I could see them also just passing on a quarterback completely. They did pick up Case Keenum this off season and, uh, not that he's a world beater, but, uh, He's proven that he's serviceable, and maybe they, like I said, maybe they roll the dice with him for for the season and draft someone next year. Awesome. All right, um, Billy, you are up picking for the Cardinals here. Picking for the Cardinals. Um, this is an easy one, I, I think. Um, you got to go. Uh, if you're the Cardinals, you got to go best available. Um, and I just I don't know how you uh, how you pass up Jalen Carter here. Um, you've got Keller Murray. Um, so you're not going to go, uh, a splashy quarterback piece. So you're really looking at, uh, probably a lineman, um, either on the offensive or defensive side. Um, and I just think Joan Carter is just a, just a, a massive unit. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the Will Anderson, like he's there, you got to get him, and, um, you know, maybe fine tune some positions later, even if you don't know exactly where he's going to fit in. And if you got a playmaker, you got to go for the playmaker. So going Jalen Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that one. Um, a lot of people really skeptical about, um, about Jalen Carter for some off field concerns, but, um, most people, most people agree. If, if you don't think, um, Bryce Young is the best player in this draft. Most people would agree Jalen Carter is, um, even though I personally think Will Anderson is. But um, it, it's one of those three are the best player in the draft. And, uh, yeah, I mean, with, with the off-field concerns, if if you feel like you've done your homework on that, then this is in my – this is a this is a can't-miss uh, can't pick here at number three with Jalen Carter. I think of the, the top five maybe, I think this is the pick that's most likely to be traded down. Um the other pick here, and like I said, we don't need to spend too much time on it, but the other player here that I've seen a lot of reports on that the Cardinals are high on is uh, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, another mm-hmm. defensive end. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see them pass on Jalen Carter and, and take Tyree Wilson. But we'll see what happens come Thursday night. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Well, we are with the Colts here now. Um, we Sam, talked a little bit about it before. Go ahead. Sorry, Philly. Isn't it commission? Yeah, Keith's just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so I think this one, Colts are another quarterback hungry, needy team. Um, I think, 
don't even know who they're who's their who's their current technically their current starter. I don't even know offhand. I don't think they have. Was it Sam Ellinger? I thought they signed someone in the offseason. Oh, it's Gardner Minshew. Um, and he's, I mean, Minshew's good. The Mississippi wrong, mustache, maybe. But uh, <laughs> he's not necessarily going to, I mean, this team probably is years away from competing for, uh, you know, anything in the playoffs related. So, but I, I think, uh, I think they'll go CJ Stroud here. Um, and I think that's Bold. the, that's Bold. the pick. Mm-hmm. Bold. Everyone seems to be linking the Colts to Will Levy's. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a good pick here. I, I mean, he's, he's the second best quarterback in the draft. I mean, it's, it's Bryce young than him. Um, so it's, it's been a quarterback carousel kind of in, mm-hmm. in like I've seen, I've seen Anthony Richardson going for Will Levis going for, uh, <sighs> CJ Stroud going for, I mean, there's a lot of really, really talented players here. And, um, but I do think that CJ Stroud is probably the, you know, second best quarterback in this draft. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, picking for the Seahawks, uh, I jumped the gun there trying to pick uh, and commission spot, <laughs> but um, picking for the Seahawks here, I think this is another potential um, candidate to trade down um, with the Seahawks not really needing a quarterback, and you can probably get um, the guy you want <laughs> later on in the draft. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks end up trading out here. But um, with how our draft is shaken out so far, um, we talked a little bit about it. I thought um, we talked a little bit about him um, previously. Uh, but Tyree Wilson, I think uh, the Seahawks uh, with a pretty good quarterback situation, um, you know, a solid offense last year. Now they're going to shore up their defensive line. And with no Jalen Carter on the board, um, I think Tyree Wilson ends up slotting in here with the, the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, to Sam's point, I could see, you know, if if the Cardinals are really that high on Tyree Wilson, like they may, they may, uh, they don't get any offers for three. They may stretch and take him at three, or they could trade down just in front of um, the Seahawks. I don't know. The Seahawks, I could also see taking Jalen Carter. Um, you know, uh, Pete Carroll's known to kind of think, take chances on on players who. Um, you know, maybe other maybe other people won't, and hope and hopes that his process and his system will sort out their off the field issues. So um, that's going to be an interesting. I think that Jalen, that the whole Cardinals, Tyree Wilson, Seahawks, like there are two teams that are in a weird position of having really high picks, but um, being surrounded by a bunch of what it feels like sharks, just like waiting to jump on. <laughs> some quarterback prospects or some other high, high prospects. So, um, yeah. so the Detroit lions, we are on to the lions. So what are you, uh, what are you thinking here? Pro football focus says their needs are wide receiver, tight end and, uh, <laughs> defensive interior. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, if you could draft like a, like being a different team, <laughs> that might be the best bet for the Lions. Um, is there like a we can draft like a nuke and start over? Um, that's what I would pick. So this is a, I think where you got to kind of go like um, you got to take into account it's the Lions. That's one uh, and two. You got to take into account um, that I think they are another team that 
could be moving up and down the board. For the sake of where they're at here, um, I'm going to go. It's a little bit of a stretch. I, I could see him ending up on the Lions, maybe not at six, but um, Jackson Smith and Jigba would be the guy there. Uh, I know they just took Jamison Williams, but he's uh, out uh, at least six games, if not the whole season, on gambling. Um, so I could see them looking to fortify that passing attack. Uh, I think they believe in Jared Goff and um, are looking to put weapons around him. So, Yeah, I don't hate that pick here. Um, I agree. This could, this could be another candidate to kind of trade down. My my head went to DB. Um, and, and, and I mean, with Devin Witherspoon sitting here and Christian Gonzalez um, also available here, um, you got a chance to, you know, potentially get um, – you know, a, a rock, you know, a guy you can put out on an island. But uh, this, I mean, given where they're at, um, and you mentioned the uncertainty with Jamison Williams, um, you get uh, you get what I think is a can't-miss wide receiver prospect in uh, JSN. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, I would have expected, uh, well, not expected, but it's interesting. A lot of the mock drafts I've seen have them taking some help in the secondary. Obviously, they got uh, CJGJ. Uh, but they're going to need some help and uh, some great prospects. So. Cool. We're ready to go into number seven. Think so. Yep. All you there. Yeah. So the Raiders obviously need a lot of help all over the place, as you can tell by their, their quarterback or not their quarterback, but their needs. Um, they apparently have liked um, Anthony Richardson, but, uh, they're not, I don't think they're sold on him. Um, and they're pretty comfortable with Jimmy G going forward. Uh, with that, their secondary is atrocious. Um, and so I think the, the two players you'll likely see here, not number seven, be Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez, and I'm going to go best available. Uh, and so we're going to go Devin Witherspoon, Devin Witherspoon, University of Illinois. Yeah, I like this pick here. Um, and you really you really hit it with trading for Jimmy G. You're going to ride it out with him for at least one year, see what he's got. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, 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 two, the two players the Raiders have been most linked to are those, those top two corners, um, Gonzalez and Witherspoon. So, um, and I've heard, you know, kind of mixed on either one of them. You can, you know, people feel like they're interchangeable as CB1 and CB2 in this draft. So good pick here. Um, and now that takes us to Atlanta. Um, th- this is this is a really interesting one. I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, Philly talked about, you know, the Panthers just, you know, doing Panther things and potentially doing something that you just don't expect. And I think the Falcons are another team that might just do something you don't expect here. Um, their needs, it says, are quarterback and wide receiver. Um, with them not going after like Lamar Jackson or really any other um, quarterback that was available this offseason, I don't see them picking a quarterback. I think they're going to ride it out with um, Desmond Ritter and see what they got there. I have a hard time. Um, I got a hard time believing that, you know, they're going to try to take another wide receiver. And, you know, according to Pro Football Focus, your next best wide receiver is, you know, Jordan Addison here, who's, you know, kind of a mid to late first round pick based on ranking um so i, I mean here i'm, I'm going to go best available i mean they had a really not good offensive line um last year 
Um, I think that Peter Skoronsky, um, really high upside player, um, will shore up their offensive line and give them a give them a really good tackle prospect for the next you know ten plus years. So I'm, I'm going to have the the Falcons taking Peter Skoronsky here. Love it. That's a great pick. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would be much to the Bears' chagrin. I think the Bears are really hoping Skaronski falls to them at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see the Falcons being in love with enough there. I mean, maybe Nolan Smith. Um, a lot of people are really high on Nolan Smith, and he's uh, you know somewhat of a local guy. Athens, not too far away from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. Um, but I think, you know, if you've got an opportunity to take, uh, the clear, um, number one tackle in this draft right there, you go for it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I could also see Christian Gonzalez going to the Falcons I mean, they need help everywhere. And yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, a really strong cornerback pros- uh, prospect. So, um, cause to your point, they have, I mean, they need help everywhere, but they've got, um, they've got a, a quarterback that they need to feel out, and some of those um, some of those positions might fall into place. You know, depending on how Desmond Ritter, how Desmond Ritter pans out. So, um, all right, well, on to Chicago. I, I think I agree with you. I think they're hoping that uh, old Pete falls down to him, um, but in this case, he didn't. And so, um, you got to keep. Uh, you've clearly committed to Justin Fields as your guy. Is your quarterback of the future. You got to keep him upright. Um, I I could see really between Paris Johnson and Broderick Jones. Um, I'm gonna for this for the sake of uh, also it being the Bears. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna go the more upside pick here. Uh, uh, Paris Johnson is probably somebody that could start right away, uh, but I think Broderick Jones has the more upside. Um, and so I think they go with an upside pick, um, and, and go with Broderick Jones. Yeah, that's bold. That's bold. It is bold. But I think you're absolutely right. I think they're going, they're going O-line here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably banking on Skaronsky falling, but they're definitely going to go O-line here. And I don't think you can really go wrong if you get Skaronsky, uh, Broderick Jones or Paris Johnson. I think you've got, you know, you've got a cornerstone offensive lineman there. I think the only other name uh, that we haven't talked about from the offensive line that could fit to this slot as well is Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. He's another one of those uh, really elite tight ends, uh, not tight ends, <laughs> offensive linemen. Didn't allow a sack on uh, Hendon Hooker this year. Um, I think he'd be another great, a great uh, player to draft here. So there's really good options. Paris Johnson, like you mentioned, is another great option. So. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I'm glad you mentioned Darnell Wright. I was looking here, and and I mean, he's played both tackle spots. You know, 2020 looks like he was a starting right tackle or saw significant time, and then, you know, two year starter on both sides of the ball there. Um, yeah, that's a that's definitely an interesting prospect there. Wow, I get to draft for the Eagles. Very. Yep. Cool. The, this is this should, this should be your area of expertise here, Sam. Well, the Eagles are all over the place. Um, <laughs> so there's been, a, obviously, there's like tons of needs. Wide, rec- wide receiver is kind of an interesting one. Um, we're obviously going to need some offensive line at some point. 
Uh, center is interesting because we did draft Cam Jurgens last year. Uh, Howie Roseman loves drafting uh, D line. He likes likes or likes. He feels that having a strong D line is important. Um, so I, I'm, it looks like they're saying here DI is probably defensive interior. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. um, yeah, It'd be like a I, one technique. I kind of disagree uh, with that like assessment for the Eagles. I think if anything, they're going to look for an outside uh, lineman or an exterior. And I could see Lucas Van Ness falling into that, that pick. Um, but, but with that being said, I do think that with uh, Christian Gonzalez being available, I think they go Christian Gonzalez in this. Uh, it's kind of a weird pick. Don't get me wrong because we just re-signed uh, slay and bradbury um but they're they're getting older um and i think christian gonzalez is an elite quarter cornerback um and and would be really good to have some youth uh once one of those guys you know moves on maybe after this year or next year so uh yeah christian gonzalez would be my pick there especially with the eagles having a second first round pick yeah I, i like i like this pick here um just because um, like you mentioned, uh, Slay and Slay and uh, Bradbury are getting a little bit older, but also I think corner the the cornerback position is a lot like running back, and that the shelf life of being at that like truly top level is is a really short shelf life. I mean, you know, it feels like you know Darrell Revis's prime lasted like three four years. You know, um, Jalen Ramsey, who just like two years ago was considered like the unanimous best corner in the league, yeah. is you know all of a sudden. Um, you know, barely a top five corner. So that, that shelf life of being that elite level corner is, is really shallow, is really short. And so you're, you're good this year. Um, you're solid this year, but you know, you bring in Christian Gonzalez and he can play the, the slot nickel, um, corner, um, spot and, you know, learn and develop. And, you know, next year, two years from now, he's ready to step in and be your CB one. So I think this is actually a great pick here. Uh, so yeah, that comes back to uh, me here um, with Tennessee on the clock, and we talked a little bit. I think Tennessee is a candidate to potentially move up um, here. Um, stated needs of wide receiver and offensive line. I, I mean, in the interest of you know staying true to kind of um, you know what we what we think um, you know is kind of the best fit here. I, I could absolutely I think I think there's a no brainer here. If Tennessee doesn't move up and Will Levies does happen to fall to them, I think they will grab Will Levies. Um so I'll just preface that. But I think that they're probably going to move up. So kind of in the spirit of that, I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go down here and I'm gonna take Paris Johnson. Um really mm-hmm. try to sure up their offensive line. Um, you know, add a uh, add another piece that could be a cornerstone. Obviously, they're still you know, there's rumors that they're shopping Derrick Henry, but for now, you know, Derrick Henry's your your RB1 here. And so getting another guy who can help, you know, continue to pave the way for Derrick Henry and um, keep, uh, for now, Ryan Tannehill upright. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go Paris Johnson here and take in, you know, the second best, uh, second best offensive lineman available. Arguments there? All right, so Alrighty. assuming this happens, Philly, exactly, we are up with you at the Texans. Assuming this happens exactly as we've planned it out, and the hmm. Texans go Will Anderson with the second pick, um, that it's an easy call here. Um, they waited, 
They got a man. I don't know if it's their man, but they got a man. And that man's Anthony Richardson. I felt you were going quarterback here, so I just went ahead and pulled up the quarterbacks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't have any. I think if if this is how things play out, yeah, they will be thrilled that Richardson falls to them at twelve, and they would pounce all over that. Mm-hmm. All righty, we got Kamish on the clock with Green Bay, and Green Bay has about <laughs> as many needs as you can as you can possibly have here. <laughs> I love Not the yet. least of which is quarterback. Now that, uh, in case you, um, in case you live under a rock and didn't find out that Aaron Rodgers was traded from the Green Bay Packers to the Jets, ding dong, the witches yesterday. There. So, uh, yeah, Philly as a Vikings fan is very happy that uh, he no longer has to worry about Aaron Rodgers thrilled. in their division. The word is thrilled. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the the Packers uh, are now. Um, kind of in a limbo phase here. They, you know, they don't know what they've got in Jordan Love, but um, they've got, uh, they've certainly got a need to address here at quarterback. So, what do you got for us? Not a quarterback. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be too smart. And the Packers don't do that in the draft. Well, I, uh, we'll see. Um, I think, uh, I think this is the, you know, maybe it's out of spite, but I think this is the year that the Packers draft a skill player um, in oh. the first round. I think this is the year. Um, some pretty talented, uh, pretty talented pass catchers uh, in, in the, in the league this year. Um, that's not what I was looking for. Um, but I think uh, you got some really good wide receivers, obviously JSN, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, um, probably the three biggest, maybe Quentin Johnson as well. Um, but I think uh, obviously the one of the things that the Titans, not the Titans, the Packers uh, really have lacked um, is having like an elite tight end. Um, so I think that they're going to go Dalton Kincaid, obviously coming back from an injury. So it's, it's somewhat of a risk, but uh, he's really athletic, runs great routes and can really stretch the field. Um, so I think, uh, I think Dalton Kincaid's the guy there at, at 13. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, a lot of people up in the air about whether Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer is uh, the best tight end in this in this year's draft, but it's a good pick there. Um, before I pick, I think this is a good time to maybe stop and just kind of recap where we're at here. So um, number one, Carolina drafting uh, Bryce Young. Number two, um, Texans using their first first-round pick on Will Anderson. Uh, number three, the Cardinals taking Jalen Carter. Number four, Colts taking C.J. Stroud. Uh, number five, the Seahawks taking Tyree Wilson. Um, number six, the Lions taking Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, number seven, Raiders grabbing Devin Witherspoon. Number eight, Falcons grabbing Peter Skaronsky. Number nine, the Bears taking Broderick Jones. Um, number 10, the Eagles grabbing Christian Gonzalez. Number 11, uh, Tennessee Titans taking Paris Johnson. Um, number 12, the Texans with their second sec- second first round pick grabbing Anthony Richardson. And most recently, Kamish uh, scooped up Dalton Kincaid on behalf of the uh, Packers here. Um, so that brings us to uh, the Patriots here. And I think the Patriots are really in a pretty interesting spot here. Um, 
It says that one of their needs is a quarterback. I disagree. I think that they are going to ride out Mac Jones to at least the end of his rookie deal here to really figure out what they have. And I think this is an opportunity for them to um, really just invest in their offense. Um, and so, you know, needs are uh, tackle. Um, I think they also could use um, a wide receiver. Wouldn't be surprised if they go wide receiver here. Um but I, I just see them investing in their offense. And so I'm going to go to wide receivers here. And I could see and this is this being where um, we see another wide receiver coming off the board. And I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. Um, I think Zay Flowers has uh, one of the higher upsides here um, in this draft, a really clean um, route runner out of Boston College, um, a good target to pair with Jacoby Myers. Um, and really give uh, Mac Jones uh, another weapon here. So I'm going to have them taking Zay Flowers, uh, wide receiver out of Boston College. All right. I think I think when you get to that point, there's all the those three or four, five um, wide receivers there that are kind of just dealer's choice, really. Like, who who, who do you who do you as a team like more than the other versus like a clear, like JSN is the guy. And then everyone else is kind of just, there's a you know, five or six mid mid tier guys there. All right. Um, this is a tough pick right here. I'm on the clock with the New York jets pick 15, just about halfway through the first round here. Um, and they just got Aaron Rodgers. um, in the building. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to tell them what to do to draft. Um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to have, and the, the, uh, the good thing for Aaron Rodgers, I think they have a pretty strong receiving core. And so I don't think he's going to need, um, much help there. Uh, so I think it comes down to probably a lineman. um, you got you got to keep Aaron Rodgers upright, um, and so um, I'm gonna actually gonna go with uh, Darnell Wright. I think that gives them some flexibility. The Jets feel like I don't know if it's just anecdotal or if it's an actual fact, but just feel like a team that just always struggles with injuries, um, particularly with with draft picks. Um, and so having somebody like Darnell Wright could you know potentially flip for you or play on either side of the line uh, would be a huge help for them give them some flexibility and would help the, hopefully keep uh, some grass off the back of Aaron Rodgers' jersey. So um, we'll go Darnell Wright. I like it. Yeah, I, I think the Jets have a, a pretty pretty good, well-rounded offense. So sure up that offensive line, make life easier for Brees Hall and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and those receiver weapons. Yep, I agree. So Kamish, you are on the clock for the – the commanders. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm buying that they need a quarter. I don't know if that I'm buying that they need a quarterback or that they're going to take a quarterback. Um, I am surprised that we still have a quarterback. I just want to clarify. Yeah, (laughs) they do. They might have the quarterback on their team, but they currently, they, they, they seem there. They are posturing as though they like Sam Howell. So we'll see if that's, they have a quarterback on the team. Is he the quarterback? They also have have Jacoby Brissett. They picked up this off season. So uh, they do Mm -hmm. have 
you know, some experience there as well. So I, I feel that they're pretty comfortable uh, with that. Um, but their secondary is pretty awful. So I'm going to, I'm going to go uh, continue with the trend of picking secondaries. Uh, and uh, let's see if Keith can get it right. Yep. I'm going to go Joey Porter Jr. Uh, to the commies. Good pick there. Thanks. Yeah. I think there are a lot of Steelers fans that would like Joey Porter Jr. to follow them, given that his pops played there. Um, but I think this is a good pick here. Um, you know, give somebody who can give them somebody who can play on an island in the past de- past defense. Um, so yeah, I like this one. Uh and that puts uh that puts the Steelers on the clock here for um pick number 17. Um, this is, this is a tough one here. I think there's, I think there's a couple different directions they could go. Um, there's been, um, some rumors that they're interested in, in Luke Van Ness here. Um, I think, I think if Joey Porter Jr. is there and available, um, with that pick that that could be, uh, that could be one that they look heavily into. Um, I could also see them shoring up the defensive line and getting Kalijah Kansi here. Um, a smaller guy drawing a lot of comparisons to Aaron Donald, um, smaller, smaller defensive tackle out of pit, no less. So, um, I could see them going with that. Um, I'm going to have them going best available DB here. Um, and that right now is Brian branch. Um, Mm. I think you give him somebody who can, uh, play alongside Minka Fitzpatrick and you've got a really dynamic safety duo there. Um, really Brian branch is a, a heavy hitter. Um, really solid player for Alabama the last several years. Um, so I think uh, you go best available DB here for the Steelers. Um, I think you could also certainly make a case uh, that they go offensive line here. Um, and I'm sure they're certainly hoping that, you know, maybe Paris Johnson um, slips down to them. But um, based on what we got available here, I think Brian Branch is uh, would be the pick here. Yep, I agree. I think the only other one I would – potentially slot into there would be uh, Deontay Banks out of Maryland. But I think, yeah. I think Brian Branch is a solid pick there. All righty, Philly, you got the uh, Lions here. Got the Lions again. And I had them take a wide receiver. Yep. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba with the sixth pick. The sixth pick. So, um, you know, we're looking at these wire needs here is wide receiver tight end and then interior defensive lineman. Um, I, I struggle with this. Um, and so here's, I could see them taking like a Kalijah Kansi or, or even like a Nolan Smith, like an edge. Like I know they, it says that they want an interior guy, but you know, I, I could see them going, uh, for a big playmaker like Nolan Smith, but I just feel like. Um, I, I want to see if you know where I'm going with this. I feel like they just got rid of somebody this off season, and the person that covers that per, that the guy they just got rid of has been injured, um, flashy at times, um, and so I don't know, uh. I don't know how they feel long-term or if they want to sign this guy to a long-term contract in the next two or three years. So I just think if B. John Robinson is there, they're going to take him. 
Mm. Uh, and what, so interesting. What, taking away the the facade there, you know, they just got rid of Jamal Williams, who played a significant role for them. Um, they seem to thrive in that two back system, and DeAndre Swift has been uh, injured quite a bit. Um, he's a great prospect, and when he's healthy, he's a great prospect. But uh, if he can't stay healthy, and or he has a couple good seasons, and they don't want to take on a the salary of a big time running back like that, if you've got B. John Robinson who can kind of help you out with that two back system and then could take over uh, in the same way that I, I see Alexander Madison doing that for the Vikings right now, I, I as a very real chance that we get rid of Dalvin Cook uh, this offseason and just roll with Alexander Madison so we don't have to take on a large contract. B. John Robinson could be that guy. And for me, it's just a this guy's so good and he's still here. We got to take him. Yeah, I think that's a very fair assessment here. Um, in all honesty, I could very much see the Eagles grabbing um, Bijan Robinson here at number ten. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I think at this at this point, really any team after like fifteen, um, if Bijan Robinson happens to fall into your lap, you're probably seriously considering that, even if you're in a pretty decent place when it comes to a running back. So yeah, um, I I. I think for the value, um, this would absolutely be a great pick. Will I? I think Bijan will be off the board before by here, though. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this would be an excellent pick if he falls to him. Okay, on to the Buccaneers. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of need there. Uh, lots of needs there. The quarterback, tight end, OL, defensive interior, and safety. Um, I'm going to phone a friend here on this one. Keith, as the resident Bucks fan, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the two players that I was thinking of, and I'd love to hear your take and which one you think uh, potentially the, the Bucks would take. So the, the two names that I've seen uh, tossed around quite a bit for the Buccaneers. The first one is Miles Murphy out of, uh, out of Clemson. Um, and the other one that I've seen uh, and, the top of the board will leave this is another potential that if he falls here, I think uh, would be a, uh, be an option for, for the bucks as well. Um, given that they have Baker and uh, Kyle Trask who um, are obviously, you know, just plug and play kind of guys right now that I don't think, he, I don't know. You might think different, but I don't think those are the guys that are, the bucks are going to roll with long-term. So uh, what, what's your take on those two guys? Yeah, so I've I've been I've been talking to Carl a lot about the draft and this this year what I what I actually I think I said this to him today as a matter of fact. This is the first year in a, in several years that I don't I don't have any idea what the Bucks are going to do and the last time that I recall not having any idea what the Bucks were going to do was I believe the 2016 draft and we took OJ Howard for some reason in the first round. And so um, that being said, I could very easily see just something completely off the wall here, something you're not expecting, you know, maybe like a Michael Mayer pick here, keeping with that kind of tight end trend. Um, personally, I am hoping that we go O-line here. Um, I would really like to see us take an offensive lineman. Um, you know, you have Anton Harrison on the board here. I think that would be an excellent pick here. You can draft him, slide Tristan Wirfs to the left tackle, um, left tackle and block for the blind side. Um, but in the interest of your two picks here, sticking with those two, 
I do not see us taking a quarterback. I don't see us moving up to take a quarterback. I don't see us taking one if one happens to fall to us here. Um, I think if we were going to do that, we wouldn't have bothered signing Baker Mayfield. Um, and so I am going to go with your pick of Miles Murphy here. Um, I would I would go with that one. I think if any of these three, Nolan Smith, Kalaja Kansi, or Miles Murphy are available for the Bucks here, any one of these three would be in play. But since you mentioned Miles Murphy, um, I would take the Miles Murphy pick here. That's what I'm going with, Miles Murphy. All righty. Great pick. I don't necessarily love it. I really want an offensive lineman, <laughs> but uh, it's a good pick here. If if that's what happens to fall in your lap, it's a good pick. You know, we just love the synergy between fellows. That's all, that's what we love. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Um, it's you. Is this me? Yeah, this is me. Me back on the board. Um, this has really put us in an interesting spot. Um, because we, if we're recapping the Seahawks, we had them taking Tyree Wilson here. Um, with the number five pick. Um, and now we're sitting here with the number 20 pick. They've got some needs along the offensive line, um, needs along the defensive line. Um, I find it hard to believe that they would double up on defensive linemen here. But I think if you have Kalijah Kansi here and you're able to address a premium edge rusher at number five with Tyree Wilson – and you're able to get, you know, another run clogger. I could very much see them going here. Um, but I just, again, I just find it hard to believe they'll double up on offensive lines. So I am going to actually go to our offensive tackles here. And Anton Harrison sitting here on the board. Um, I'm going to have them grab that. I know it says they need a guard or a center, an interior offensive lineman. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe they're looking here at uh, Cyrus Torrance. Um uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have them. Uh, I'm gonna have them grabbing Anton Harrison here with this pick. Hmm. Now you address your offensive line um, with your, you know, your your premium pick, and you've got a good, um, or you, excuse me, you address your defensive line with your premium pick at number five, and now you've got a good um, O line piece here at number twenty. Yeah, don't hate it. All right, and we are back to uh, back to Philly with the Chargers picking number twenty-one. Kamish, who's your least favorite um, player in fantasy football? Mike Williams. <laughs> Mike Williams. <laughs> Mike Williams. Um, Keenan Allen's thirty-one. Uh, Mike Williams is Mike Williams, uh, and so I I think um, you've got Kellen Moore coming in. Um, as a new offensive coordinator, I like them to go wide receiver here. Um, yeah. uh, shore up, give give a solid third. Um, I mean, there was a chunk of the season last year where they were uh, there was people I'd never heard of before playing wide receiver for for the Chargers. <laughs> so um, and somehow doing well, which yeah, and, probably yes, and somehow doing Herbert. well. So if you can add an elite guy there, I think uh, I think you do that. Um, for me, it's between Jordan Addison and Quinton Johnson. Um, yeah. Jordan Addison has the benefit of playing in LA and and kind of knowing um, his way around town. Um, but I, I'm just a little bit higher in Quinton Johnson. Um, yeah. I, I like I like I just like him. I don't know. I, I don't. It's just one of those things. So I'm going to go to Quinton Johnson here uh, for the Chargers. 
I think it's a good pick. I think Quentin, Quentin Johnston reminds me or, um, reminds me a lot of, of Mike Williams. He's a bigger body, um, fast physical on the outside um, versus Jordan Addison, who's more of a you know really quick, twitchy um, slot type guy, but can absolutely slide out and play wide out. Um, I think either one of them, I think they would be happy if they can get their hands on either one of them. But I definitely see them going wide receiver here with um, – Mike Williams having all the injury problems that he's having and uh, obviously Keenan Allen um, getting older and missing freaking 10 weeks due to a hamstring problem. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see wide receiver here. And that puts Kamish back on the clock for the Ravens. Ravens, interesting. Uh, they've already come out and said that they're not interested in the quarterback. So we'll, 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 Hold them to that. Um, what are their needs? Wide receiver, edge, and quarterback. Um, uh, the the GM for the the Ravens has, uh, I think he's poked some poked some bears uh, in the wide receiver room for the uh, the Ravens. Uh, I forget which Ravens wide receiver took offense to that, but someone was very offended. Uh, about, you know, missing on wide receivers in the draft or not drafting well or whatever the case is. Um, obviously, they they took uh, OBJ on a one-year deal. That's technically five years. Um, and so they have some help there. Uh, but I think they're going to go uh, Jordan Addison here, next best available wide receiver. That's a bold one. Thank you. Stacking up at wide receiver. Well, I mean, you got to think like, what's I have to look up their depth chart, but they, they their wide receivers aren't necessarily like great. They they're fine. I think Philly can speak to that because Philly didn't you have Ravens wide receivers last year? Um, um Hollywood Brown and uh, Rashad well, Hollywood Bateman. Brown's gone. Not have I meant Rashad Bateman. Yeah, yeah it was Rashad Bateman. <laughs> Rashad Bateman yeah. is a guy that Devin, I think is Devin Duvernay. Uh, he couldn't stay healthy. They've got Devin Duvernay, who's a great return man. They signed Nelson Aguilar. You know he can't catch anything. So, uh, well, you know better than anybody. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think uh, I think drafting Jordan Addison's an upgrade over Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, James Perche. They signed Andy Isabella. Again, no one, no one that we're talking about. So Jordan Addison's the guy. Yeah. Um, all right. That puts me on the clock with Philly's Vikings. So Philly, I'm, I'm looking here. I'm going to do similar to, um, Sam and I'm going to phone a friend here, but I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you my three choices Definitely. and they're each of these three guys here, Nolan Smith, Kalaja Kansi, Deontay Banks. Um, mm-hmm. I really see them kind of addressing D line, um, and, you know, defensive interior and corner are both, um, needs for them. I disagree about wide receiver. I think I think the Vikings are actually pretty high on KJ Osborne, um, and I think that's why they were so comfortable letting Adam Thielen go. Um, and then obviously you've got Justin Jefferson. Um, so I kind of disagree about wide receiver. Maybe they would like to have a third guy that they can start working on and grooming, but um, I see them addressing either D-line or DB here. So I'll give you your pick of any one of these three, Nolan Smith, Cansey, or Banks. Um, and you let me know what you think about each of those and where you think the Vikings will go here. 
Yeah, I, I think we will we will go for another uh, receiver, um, and I could see if um, really any of the guys have already gone. So uh, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Johnson, uh, Jordan Addison. If any of those guys are available, I could see us potentially going there. Um, but I would hope that we would go with one of the three that you just mentioned, um, because with T.J. Hawkinson. Um, KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson, I feel pretty good about our receiving threats. Um, uh, so some depth would be nice, but I, I, in the first round, there's talent here. I'd love for us to go for it. Um, <laughs> I, cornerback is always a bitch for us. <laughs> like we just can't, we just can't <laughs> hit on it. If we hit on a guy, he gets injured, or like we just we've not had a really solid guy at corner in a long time. Um, I think the better prospect is probably Kalijah Kansi. Um, he's probably like a plug and play guy for us. Um, uh, but I also feel really good about, uh, Zedarius Smith and, um, Daniel Hunter coming off, off the ends. And so I, I'm, I'm not super, super worried there. Um, Zedarius Smith kind of plays like a little bit of a hybrid linebacker, um, edge rusher position. So I, I'm going to hope we go, uh, Deontay Banks here if, if he's available, and really get us a cornerback to 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 base our our future defense off of. Damn. Yeah, I definitely like that pick here, um, and uh, that's that's probably where I would have them going. Had I just made the pick myself, it definitely would have been between Cansey and Banks. But um, that's a that's a good pick here, and you and you need it. So <laughs> desperately need it. <laughs> Alrighty, and that puts Sam on the clock for the Jags, getting to jagging off here. It's me. Damn. Oh, is it? The... oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. And mm-hmm. I will be jagging that is off. Filster. I will be jagging off. Big that time. is Filster for the Jags. That is my bad. Oh, that's right. Damn. I will be jagging off here. Um. <laughs> so, um. The Jags are a really interesting team right now for me because um, I, I kind of feel like they're one or two pieces away from being really, really good. Um, Trevor Lawrence has progressed pretty well. Um, they're getting Calvin Ridley uh, next year, which I think because of the suspension, like it's you, you don't really think about that, but like they're adding Calvin Ridley to, to this group. Um, and then they got a, a, a good one-two punch at running back. Like I think they're going to be really good. And so... I could see them going offensive line to really shore up um, that. And and I know it's the easy thing, but I feel like teams that that's the thought, right? It's like, if we're going to do something, if we're going to do one thing, we should do one thing really well. And sometimes it works well. Like if, if the Jacks can score enough points, it doesn't matter if they have a ton of depth at deep defense, if they can just score every time they get the ball. Um, so I don't know. I, I look at like a, uh, I got Osiris Torrance, um, like a Lucas Van Ness, even if they want to go on the, on the defensive side of things. Um, I just, I have to, I, I feel like you have to go kind of a best available here. Um, and so that would be Nolan Smith. Uh, this okay. is a guy that's, you know, ranked as, uh, I think he's, uh, where's his, where's his prospect list? I, According to Pro Football Focus, he's the thirteenth, thirteenth rated prospect. Yeah, yeah. So th- okay, thirteenth rated. So like, 
I was trying to think his position one. Um, I, I just think you got Nolan Smith there. You you need a guy coming off the edge. Um, that's huge value. He fell, you know, ten spots lower than he was ranked. So he is he's projected the third best edge. Third best edge. Okay. And who who do we take already? Miles Murphy is off the board. Um, yeah. So Tyree out Wilson of the edges, the we have Will, Will Anderson. Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and then Miles Murphy of the edges. Of oh, the edges. So yeah. So I think you've got a good prospect here. You've got uh, a guy that probably has a lot of value that fell to you, and that's kind of a you need the help, and it's a best available pick. Um, I think you go Nolan Smith. Yep. But I could see. I, don't, I, could I don't see disagree. Them. I think. I think for the value, um, if you can get Nolan Smith at twenty four, you got to pounce all over that. If if this is you know, and the world would, is actually going to happen where this is not going to be accurate, our draft's not going to be accurate, and there's an offensive lineman prospect that's of similar rank um, to him, I could see them going that just again because they have so much talent there. They may really just kind of go all in on offense, um, but I think the right call there is Nolan Smith. All right, Sam, you are drafting for Fern's beloved Giants. Damn. Uh, yeah, so the the Giants are thirsting for a wide receiver. Um, <laughs> Anybody. Have yeah, you ever caught a ball? Please help me. Um, so I think if any of the top four wide receivers are still on the board, so – Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, or Quentin Johnson are available. I think he, I think they go uh, there. Um, if they're not available, I think we're going to see them go uh, either probably safety, cornerback, um, because I think there's a lot of really talented wide receivers who we'll see go day two, day three that they'll likely take. Um, the one I'm going to go with here, though is Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, the big, I think the, the two numbers that people talk about a lot are 14 and 6. He's had 14 interceptions, and six of those interceptions returned for touchdowns in the past three years. So he's a, he's an electric uh, wide receiver, uh, not wide receiver, cornerback. Um, people kind of compared him a little bit to, to Sauce Gardner, uh, but I think he's a he'd be a great pick at that. That number twenty five, um, and since he's available, yeah, uh, I think that's a good pick there. Um, and and yeah, I think uh, my pick for um, Zay Flowers going here to the Patriots is probably a bit of a reach. Um, and I think there's a pretty good chance Zay Flowers will probably be there at twenty five, and I think they would pounce all over him um, at twenty five if you get a, you get him there. Um. So that puts me on the clock with the Cowboys here. Um, and the Cowboys looking at their needs here, according to pro football focus, running back, defensive interior, linebacker, cornerback. Um, I think if, if for some reason, um, I, I think if, if Forbes is available here, they would pounce all over that. I think if um, Bijan Robinson happened to drop um, to this spot, they would pounce all over that. Um, but just going up uh, needs and then best available, um, Kalijah Kansi, if he falls here, um, you know, he's rated as the 14th ranked prospect. If he falls, you know, 12 picks past where he's rated, I think the 
the Cowboys will absolutely scoop this up. That'll give them, you know, a really good um, defensive line and front seven to bolster. I think this would be a really can't miss pick here for the Cowboys if you happen to get Kalijah Kansi at this spot. Mm. So the only thing I would say for that, I think there's two players that stand out to me that are still available on the Cowboys and not that I like the Cowboys by any means, but the two that I could also see them taking um, are, are skill players. I could see them taking Jameer Gibbs if he's available at that running back spot or um, they are, I think the Cowboys are, are really desperate, going to be desperate for a tight end as well. Cause they lost, uh, who's that guy? Dalton Schultz. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Like they're starting, they're starting tight end right now is Jake Ferguson. And I, I, could I don't even know you. who that is. Exactly. I have no idea who that is. Honestly, you um, could have just said any random name and I've been like, yeah, sure. Well, here's, here's their, here's their, their top, we'll say their, their top two tight ends, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. No idea. So, no idea. uh, I think, I think Michael Mayer could be a good pick for them at, mm-hmm. at 26 if he's available. I also had Jameer Gibbs yeah. penciled in there as a guy that, um, you know, he's, he's ranked a little bit lower, you know, maybe, a. a early second round pick, but um, yeah, I think there was a period where Alabama running backs couldn't be trusted. And I think we, we've entered a period mm-hmm. where they can be trusted um, and should be trusted if they're there. And so um, I think you, I think, I think I could see them really going for, for somebody like Gibbs and, and a lot of teams are, are kind of investing in this two back um, system where they can kind of, they get two really good guys. They can give them rest. They can get more utilization out of them. And then when one wants too much money, they ship them out. They've got the backup kind of waiting to be the starter. Um, and then they can draft or, or bring in a, a younger guy. And so you see Zeke on his way out, Tony Pollard kind of coming in, and then you can have Jameer Gibbs kind of backfill. So um, it'd be interesting. The I'm up, I'm up next to the Bills. Um, yeah. I don't. The Bills needs, according to Pro Football Focus, are a defensive interior linebacker and cornerback. Um, the, to me, the board as it stands, no one jumps off the page here um, for those needs at at this draft position. And so I could, would say that this is exactly how this goes. I could see them dropping back a couple picks, um, getting some draft capital, and just saying like, "Hey, we think." with our needs and who's available, we could get that in the second round and maybe get two or three second round picks for someone to kind of trade into the first and, and go for somebody. Particularly, I don't have the um, second round here, but just going off of the remaining teams, um, we're not looking at teams that need a quarterback. And if Will Levis is still on the board at the 27th pick in the first round, you could see a team or two from the early second round try to get into the first round and get him. Um, so, yeah, you see so you've got um, uh, the Texans. Uh, let's say they don't take a quarterback. Um, the Seahawks could, could potentially be a, a team that does that. Um, I know they have Geno Smith, but, you know, you could see – I could see a couple of these teams moving up. The point of that being that I think the Bills, if, you, if they're here and this is what this looks like, I think they're going to go kind of a best available that makes sense. Will Levis doesn't make sense for them. Um, I don't think a tight end makes sense with them with Dalton Knox um, kind of shoring up that position there. And so um, for me, it's one of these edge guys 
Lucas Van Ness or Will McDonald. I I can go either here, but I, I think um, best available, I would say Lucas Van Ness. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really hate that pick there. Um, but I, I scrolled down because I, I think Jack Campbell ends up being the pick here. Hmm. Um you know, not quite a first round grade, but he is a true off ball linebacker. And I think that's what um, Buffalo really needs here. So I, I think, I think if they don't end up trading out, I think uh, look for them to look for them to probably go after Jack Campbell as a true off ball linebacker. But I think, you know, you're talking about for value here, um, another defensive end opposite um, another, another edge rusher to uh, kind of, rotate in with that group that includes Von Miller, who's coming off of that back off of an injury, Greg Russo, who's um, really developing into a very uh, solid um, defensive end for them. So um, I think that would be a good pick here based on, you know, kind of what's available and, and what, what the lay of the land looks like. Yeah. And really, and really that's just kind of a bunt. So I think that they'll trade into the second round. If, if this is roughly how the board looks again, I think they go to the second round and just say, Hey, if someone really wants this pick, we're we're all we're all ears, and we'll get our guy um, in the second round. I've seen so I've seen a few things with the, the Bills. I've seen them actually instead of trading back, seeing them trade up. I think mm. they're they're really high on. Uh, they really want a wide receiver, so if they could get a wide receiver, I think they could trade up. The other names that I've seen that have kind of come along would be Jameer Gibbs. Their running back situation is not great. They got Zach Moss. Damian Harris and uh, Naheem Hines, who are fine. Um, but I think Jameer Gibbs would be a game breaker for them. Uh, mm-hmm. The other name I've seen is Osiris Torrance out of Florida, really uh, helping protect uh, Josh Allen. And then the third one would be showing up their defensive line and with Maisie Smith out of uh, Michigan. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, okay. I think I'm up. Yep, yeah. That puts you on the clock for the Bengals. I've talked about him a lot already, um, but I think the Bengals are going to go Michael Mayer here. Uh, mm-hmm. They really need help at tight end. Uh, they, they signed Irv Smith this offseason. He's fine. Uh, Philly, you can probably speak to that. That was fine. He's um, fine. But, yep. So, <laughs> I think I think they really need like a, an elite uh, prospect at tight end, and I think he fits, fits that gap. There's yeah, I think the, the Bengals are for... licking their chops here if he falls, if Michael Mayer falls. Um, they're, they they got to be licking their chops here. There's no way they pass up on him. Agree. I, I kind of cut you off the Philly. What were you? What were you trying oh, to I was going to say there's reason the Vikings went for TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, that puts me on the clock for the Saints, and this one's a slam dunk here. They're going to need to invest in their offensive line. Um, they went out and got Derek Carr. Um. This offseason, you've got Chris Olave, who looks like a really good pick. You've got Michael Thomas, who um, is starting to post a lot of offseason, you know, workout hype videos. So, you know, hopefully you've got, you know, some weapons there. Still unsure about what's going to happen with um, Alvin Kamara, but um, you got to go offensive line here. Osiris Torrance, if he's available at this pick, I think this is a great pick. Um, It fills a need here. Um, gives you an opportunity to plug up your the interior of your offensive line and try to uh, do your best to support Derek Carr and that uh, that young offense there. So, um, Saints taking Osiris Torrance here at twenty nine. Love it. Uh, 
Kamish, I'm gonna All right. uh, I'm gonna switch with you if you if you want. So I'm, instead of like just asking you who you'd pick, I'm gonna let you make that pick, and I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, All right. So we have a low expectations pick trade, not uh, trading draft picks, but uh, do you accept? Kamish is gonna draft. <laughs> Kamish has offered the, th- the 30th pick for the 31st pick. <laughs> Uh, I suppose I'll take it. Um, All right. So Kamish is on the clock for the Eagles um, and recapping uh, at the 10th pick, the Eagles grabbed Christian Gonzalez here at corner. Damn. It's crazy. Cause I've been looking at like all these other picks. Uh, who do I have him take? We had him take uh... Christian Gonzalez. Damn. I don't even, do we, I don't even know. Um, there we have. No, we had Miles Murphy go to to Clemson. Not Cle- to he Tampa. went to Clemson. He did go to Clemson. He went to the Bucks <laughs> in this draft. Uh, it's that point in the night, fellas. Um, who we got available still? So, uh, I think I think there's two things that could happen here. I think we either go D line or we go running back. Um, D-line. Who do we got available on the D-line? Can you show me uh, interior D-line? Yeah. Yeah. So looking at uh, edges and defensive interiors. Mm, Man, Maisie Smith would be a home run too. The top available prospect on the D-line is Will McDonald, edge out of Iowa State. Mm. Um, A couple of other uh, good good options here. Brian Breesey, Mozzie Smith. Yeah, I could see Brian Breesey being the guy. Yeah. the other one I could see could be uh, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I'm going to go with the pick I want. The pick I would want. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Howie drafts a running back in the first round. But I would like Jameer Gibbs. So we're going to go ahead and add him as the as the pick. Uh, That's bold there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I, I think uh, the other possibility, like I said, would be Brian Breesy or uh, is it Maisie or Mozzie? Mozzie Smith, yeah. Mozzie Smith. I think that'd be the other option. But um, yeah, everything I've seen says Eagles are going to take probably the defensive lineman. Uh, but uh, I've also seen things that could say that the Eagles could take Dijon Robinson at 10. Bijan. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think, I think this is actually close to what the Eagles do, just reversed. I, I could see them taking – a running back here at 10 and then looking for, you know, a DB yeah. here at 30. Yeah. It's either going to be um, DL or DB. So, yeah, but we're going to, we're going to keep Jameer Gibbs. Cause I think he, he, I think he adds like, I mean, the Eagles are hurting for, uh, not hurting. We signed Rashad Penny. So if he can stay healthy, that's a great, I mean, he's, he's dynamic. This is a really good pick here. I think a lot of reason, the biggest reason why people are so high on Gibbs is his pass catching ability out of the backfield. I mean, yeah. we, I pulled up his stats here. I mean, last year, 900 yards rushing, um, 400, you know, almost 450 yards receiving. That's like, that's, that's good. That that's, you know, you're looking at 150 carries, 45 receptions, um, you know, 200 touches and, you know, 1300 yards, 10 plus touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's versatility. That's, that's the way the NFL is moving in the running back direction. You know, you're not looking for the Derrick Henry's anymore. You're looking for guys like Saquon who can, you know, give you 15 plus carries, but also give you five plus catches. 
Yeah. All right, Filster, take us home. All right, so I think um, I, this is another thing I could see getting traded out. Um, I could see the Chiefs, um, like looking at the draft order, uh, there's a, a noticeable team that we didn't talk too much about that I think could make some moves. That's uh, Tennessee at 41. Um, the teams ahead of them would seem, with the exception, I would say, of the Seahawks, um, based on our mock draft, to have quarterbacks answered. The Titans, I don't know if they do, and I could see them trading up this one and maybe a, a, a third-round pick to get Will Levis 31. Um, I just I just feel like if Will Levis is there in the first round, someone's going to trade, make a trade to, ha- to for it to happen. So in this case, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I also, uh, I was hoping you would not take Jameer Gibbs because like, I could see them taking Jameer Gibbs. Uh, for as good as the Chiefs are, they have some glaring holes. Um, I think both at running back and receiver. Um, but I don't know that there's first round, um, there's first round talent for either those. If Jameer Gibbs is gone, um, you know, I don't know that there's first round talent for them uh, at those positions. So, <laughs> excuse me, oh my goodness. Um, I'm actually going to go, let me see if I can find him here. Um, I'm going to go, uh, Will McDonald here. He's, uh, kind of the highest rated guy left. Um, they just got rid of, um, what's his name? Um, Frank Clark. Um, so they have they have a little bit of need there. Um, so I, I think they could uh, make some moves, get a guy on the edge, and then hope that they can get some good talent for value in the second round. Uh, again, I, I say this is kind of a throwaway because I don't think they're going to be picking this pick. Um, and I think they're going to go for a receiver in the second round. Keith, could you pull up uh, offensive tackles for me? Damn. Where the hell is he? Where is Jalen looking Duncan? for? Jalen Duncan. Uh, he's he's down a little bit. OT. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the 137th player. That's a few mock drafts I've seen have that have him as a potential pick for the Chiefs. Because they got rid of uh, Orlando Brown, or not got rid of he chose to sign with the Bengals, I want to say, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I didn't yeah. realize that he was that low. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I don't hate this pick here for the value. I also don't disagree that they might um, trade out of this. Um, I think based on what we're seeing here, um, you're, you'd, you'd be looking at Dewan Jones or Mozzie Smith here. I think either one of those would be the the pick here if they ended up sticking with it. Um, you'd want an interior guy to kind of, you know, bolster your offensive line and play alongside, um, Chris Jones, who had, you know, just an insane season for them this past year, or, you know, like you mentioned, uh, Orlando Brown, uh, departing the team, you know, get, get another tackle to come in and, and fill his spot. So 
but I, again, I don't, I don't disagree for the value there. If they stay put, um, Will McDonald, you know, effectively filling Frank Clark's shoes would be a pretty good pick there too. So that fellas summarizes our first round draft pick. And I will go back to, uh, Starting here with number 14, because I think I left off at uh, 13 here. So uh, finishing out our first round here, uh, pick number 14 to the Patriots, Zay Flowers, uh, Darnell Wright to the Jets at 15, Joey Porter Jr. to the Commanders at 16, uh, Brian Branch to the Steelers at 17, excuse me, Bijan Robinson uh, to the Lions at 18, Miles Murphy to the Bucks. Um, Anton Harrison to the Seahawks, uh, Quentin Johnston to the Chargers, Jordan Addison to the Ravens, Deontay Banks to the Vikings, Nolan Smith to the Jaguars, Emmanuel Forbes to the Giants, Kalaja Kansi to the Cowboys, uh, Lucas Van Ness to the Bills, Michael Meyer, Michael Mayer to the Bengals, Osiris Torrance to the Saints, Jameer Gibbs to the Eagles, and Will McDonald to the Chiefs. And that completes our first round mock draft. So before we wrap up, boys, I want each of us to do, um, I think we should point out the obvious, and that is Will Levis goes undrafted here in the first round. And I think we all agree that is not going to happen. <laughs> um, so what I want from each of us is uh, give me one uh, trade that you think is going to happen in the first round. Um that kind of shakes up our mock draft here. Notably, Will Levy's getting picked up, but um, yeah. So yeah, I want I want one one big shakeup trade um, from our first round mock. Hmm. Hmm. Phil, you want to start? I'll, I'll go ahead and start because I already have my idea. Okay. Um, I'll start us off. I think I think the Seahawks um, have a ton of flexibility here, um, given that they also have the number twenty pick. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to trade out of number five, and I think Will Levis uh, probably falls, you know, right here four or five. I think I think probably Will Levis gets picked up by the Colts, and then C.J. Stroud goes to whoever trades up to number five. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go Titans. I'm going to go Titans here. Um, they trade up to the number five pick. The Seahawks drop down to number 11 and get some additional draft compensation. Um, and they probably end up taking, honestly, I could very easily see them, you know, end up taking Paris Johnson here at 11 and then they switch up and do something a little bit different here. Um, at 20, perhaps, uh, perhaps at 20, they take Kalijah Kansi. Um, who we had going uh, at 26 to the Cowboys, but that that's going to be my my big shakeup pick here. Um, there's just no way Will Levis um, does not make it out of the first round undrafted. So um, that's going to be my pick here. T Tennessee Titans trade up from number 11 to number five. Seahawks drop back, get some additional capital. Um, so I'll have Will Levis at five to the Titans. And I probably go. I probably would stick with Paris Johnson here at eleven to the Titans, and then have them taking um, some kind of defensive lineman here at number twenty. Um, I can go next, I guess. I think the most likely, most likely team out of the top five to trade is going to be the the Cardinals. Um, I think they have 
some big flexibility there. Um, I think they could trade trade down and still be in a good spot. And I mean, Jalen Carter could technically probably still fall anywhere, you know, top 10. Um, I don't even have a good one. Um, I probably think if any team is going to trade with them, it's either going to be the Colts trading up to from four to three, just so they make sure they get their guy or similarly to, to like what you just mentioned, the, uh, I think the Titans are potentially likely to trade up there as well. So I can see the Titans trading up um, and maybe dra- and drafting uh, either Will Will Levis, Will Levis or uh, Anthony Richardson. Um, so I I think uh, if they do trade up, they go like AR, they go Anthony Richardson. So we'll say titans trade up with the the cardinals take anthony richardson and then that justifies the colts pick at number four for cj stroud i think they want any reason not to draft cj stroud but here we are all righty philly what you got for us uh well i told you the one that i would probably would have would have done earlier uh already which is that i think the panthers um if they are there's some reports that they're not sure. I've I've heard Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis all linked to them. Um, and so if they feel like the Texans um, are sure and, and want a guy, I mean, they can dangle that carrot in front of them and, and get some draft capital and move down a spot. Still have their pick, I mean, most likely between CJ Stroud and Will Levis, if those are serious contenders for them. Um so if they're not sold on Bryce Young, I could see them doing that. I already did that one, so I'll throw just another one just to just to you know throw something out there. Um, I also think the number three pick is really in play. I think the Cardinals uh, are just hoping somebody comes knocking for that three pick. Um, and I know that there's rumors about the Vikings moving up uh, to to three or two. Um, so we'll just we'll just go that. I don't know if this is going to happen, but just in the terms of throwing out some real major shakeup. The Vikings going from 23 to three would be about as big of a shakeup as you could imagine. Um, for sure. And, uh, and they would certainly go for a quarterback there. So let's say that one and two stay the same. Um, and the Panthers go um, Bryce Young. The Texans go Will Anderson thinking that um, – they're going to be safe to kind of come back and get a quarterback like we did in our draft. Um, and then the Vikings kind of shock the world, move up to three um, and kind of have their pick and uh, of quarterbacks there, uh, maybe involving a trade of Kirk Cousins in the process. Um, so, oh, you know, I, the, the Vikings draft capital is not super high. We've, we've, we made a lot of uh, trades. Um, so we don't, we don't have this, we're not as stockpiled of draft picks. As we've been in years past. And so, uh, what better to help move you up than to say, um, you know, maybe it's a three-way three-way um, trade or, you know, um, the Cardinals maybe don't love Kyler Murray, so maybe it's even a swap for Kyler Murray um, with insurance of Will Levis. I don't know. Um, I could see a lot of things happening there, but we'll just throw that out there as the the kind of real blockbuster move. I like that one. Yeah. Well, all righty, boys. That concludes our mock draft and um, hot takes for potential first round shakeups. So, 
Commission, I will turn it back over to you because you're looking like a sleepy boy here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, on, right on cue. Right on cue. Well, it's great. I think this will be – it'll be fun to see. Uh, I'd love, I don't know. I'd love to see how many we get actually get right on these and uh, see what happens here uh, come come Thursday night. So it should be a fun – it's always fun comparing. I, I don't even remember. I'd love to go back and compare how we did last year and see how many we actually got awful. right. I don't think it was actually <laughs> – yeah, I don't think it was all that many. Yeah, it was not very good. <laughs> I don't – it'll probably be something uh, – it'll probably be – somewhat of the same this year but you know i, I saved the image we'll of it and i will um once this airs tomorrow probably midday tomorrow i'll put it in the chat so it's not to spoil it for folks that want to listen but um for the visual learners out there they can they can see it sweet all right fellas well you know what they say keep keep your standards on your expectations lower and uh, we'll see you for the next off-season episode I might pull up in a casket. You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket. Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash. Shit, I smash it. I let your mama rob my sunglasses. I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do. You could be killing it, motherfuckers always talking, but damn it, I'm high too. Damn it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I wanna stunt. I make your salary twice in a month. I pay your daddy to roll up my bus and he blow your allowance to pay for my lunch. <laughs>